Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Chapter 21, Verdict. We were in a brightly lit, unremarkable hallway. The walls were off-white, the floor carpeted in industrial gray. Common rectangular fluorescent lights were spaced evenly along the ceiling. I'm Vanessa Zoltan. And I'm Julia Arkey. And this is Twilight and Quarantine from Hot and Bothered. Um, this chapter was genuinely terrifying. I know. Mass murder. Yeah. And how, how do they get away with it? Like 40 people disappearing. I feel like that would be international news. Totally. And like repeatedly, this has happened throughout years. So it seems. Yeah. I was simultaneously terrified and irritated throughout this entire chapter. Can you remind people of the horrors that happen? I can. Okay. On your mark. Get set. Go. So they walk into an atrium and there's an old man with chalky skin and he has black hair and he's wearing a cape and then everyone else is just wearing normal clothes. And he's like, oh my God, it's Allison, Bella and Edward. Aren't you so glad you're alive? And everyone kind of like freaks out. He kisses Jane on the lips. Jane has a twin brother who's also creepy. Um, and he's obsessed with Jane and Jane has evil powers that make people suffer. And then apparently he changed Jane when she was a human because she was going to have special powers. It's so scary. I was really hung up on that part. Yeah, clearly. That is like four sentences in the chapter. But the entirety of your recap. He kisses her on the lips. Yeah, they're like together. Why is that so gross? What? You think that she's a child. Oh, that's interesting. I didn't read it like that, but I'm compelled by that reading. What did you understand it as? I thought she looked like a child, but sort of wasn't a child. I thought she was just really petite. I don't know. It wasn't such a clear narrative to me as it is for you. Do you want to tell people what actually happened in the chapter outside what I mentioned? <laughs> sure. A lot happened, so I'm also not going to get it all, but I'll do my best. Okay. Three, two, one, go. So Bella and Edward go and they talk to all these other vampires, the Voltori. And like the head of the Voltori can read people's thoughts by holding their hands. And he holds Alice's hand and it becomes clear to him that Bella is going to turn into a vampire. And because of that, they're willing to let Bella, Alice and Edward go. 
and they want to really hurry out of there because 40 people are about to be fed to all of the vampires. And so they're trying to rush out so that Bella doesn't have to hear the screams of the victims. I feel like we both just shared the parts that traumatized us the most. Well, there was a lot of scary stuff that happened. Yeah, but like the big news, this isn't even breaking news. This is like main takeaway of 30 second recap, I think, is like Edward and Bella are like sort of back together, even though Bella doesn't know that they're back together and they are allowed to leave Voltari land. Yeah, they're alive and in love. Okay, do you have actual breaking news? Do, do, do. I was really shocked that vampires take the elevator for no particular reason, but just because when you think of vampires, you don't think they're in an elevator. And then when it happened, it was like, wow, these people are boring. They have receptionists. They have industrial carpeting. I was just surprised by the whole corporate vampire situation. But that's in order to lure tourists in. It's part of the trap. That's interesting. It's so that when the tourists first come downstairs, they're like, oh, this is a tourist thing. And then you get them like past the doors where they can't go back. And that's when it gets fancy. It's part of the charade. Even the beginning of museums are beautiful. Like, you know, if you walk into an ancient Italian building and there's industrial carpeting, you're like, what did they do with this renovation? (laughs) Totally. (laughs) That actually leads to my breaking news, which is that Bella is back to being weather woman slash realtor. She's like, it was warmer in this room and that was nice. Oh, no, we're in another room and it's cold again. Very micro weather updates. And then she's also giving us the decor updates. She's like, this room has industrial carpeting. This one is circular and it has thrones up against the wall and they're not spaced evenly because they're up against the wall and it's a circular room. And so I just felt like she was really shining in two of her chosen fields. That's so true. And I mean, given the direness of the situation, it's amazing that she can still perform at such a high level. I just think that that is a testament to her aptitude for these jobs and also her professionalism and commitment Mm -hmm. to them. She is so professional. She could be giving a house tour to any kind of monster and absolutely kill it. Not kill the house tour, not the monster. (laughs) Any other breaking news before we move on to genuine enjoyment? Yeah. Speaking of like boring office things, Edward's skin, quote unquote, glints dimly in the fluorescent lights. Like, why is he sparkling inside? I thought that that was prohibited. I was also confused because it meant that he didn't put his shirt back on. Oh, he was shirtless for this whole chapter until Aro gives him Felix's cloak. Yeah, I only realized during the cloak handing off. I was like, wait, what? His shirt was on the ground at the alley. When they went into the alley, they didn't grab their shirt. It's weird people's lack of attachment to their clothes in this series. Mm -hmm. Like, if I take off my shoes when I walk into a house, before I leave that house, I put my shoes back on. Like, I have a physical attachment to my clothes that people in these books just don't seem to have. Yeah. They're minimalists. They don't need clothes. They're so hot they can just be naked. I really want them to all be clothed. Um, Okay, moment of genuine enjoyment. So since this chapter was uh, pretty grim all around, I just decided to be happy that Edward and Bella are alive and together, in love and alive. Like, I've waited basically a whole book for this. To finally have it happen? Wonderful. I'm so happy for you. Thank you. Did you have any genuine enjoyment? I had two. Oh, good. One, 
So they walk into the fancy part of the vampire world. And first of all, there are gold doors, which you were like, why isn't there gold everywhere? Why are they walking in the sewers? Mm -hmm. Gold doors, Julia. That's one. Two, then when they walk through the gold doors, it's decorated in a way that sounds very similar to me to the way Alice decorated for Bella's birthday party. It's like a lot of flowers, a lot of crystal, a lot of candles. And I was like, oh, my God. Suddenly I got a visual of Vampire Architectural Digest. And like there's like Vampire Crate and Barrel. And they all like sort of have the same things. And I just liked picturing that glossy vampire magazine. It's like style is eternal and so are you. (laughs) Exactly. Like they don't need beds. They don't need bathrooms. Right. Like and like I feel like there's a lot of like vampire specific furniture needs. And I really liked imagining that company. And specifically, I love catalogs and I don't get them anymore because they're bad for the environment. And I feel like people have like sort of pulled back on catalogs. And I loved picturing like one of those glossy catalogs. I mean, vampires don't have enough to do, so starting their own catalog seems pretty up their alley. I'm sure Esme is involved. Okay, should we get to advice? Let's. Julia, what's your first piece of advice today? So my first piece of advice is for Jane and her twin, Alec. I hate creepy twins. Creepy twins are like the worst genre of like horror characters out there. They're so scary. So my advice to them is stop being creepy twins. And I've come up with some solutions and ways that twins can be less creepy. There's no reason that twins need to be creepy. Your older brother and sister are twins. I know. And they're not creepy. Okay. Give advice for twins so that they don't turn into creepy twins. Don't hold hands as you walk down ominous corridors. This is something that they do upon greeting each other. And it's weird and they should stop. That doesn't make anyone feel good. Also, no matching outfits. I'm a little bit torn on this. Usually I love a little matching outfit. But like when you're being a creepy twin and in matching outfits, it's clear you're not just brother and sister. It's like you're twins and it's extra creepy. And I understand they have some kind of like in your bond that like makes them feel like it's okay to wear matching outfits all the time. But it's not. And they should stop. My last piece of advice for them is to cultivate like different hobbies and passions. Right now, they work and live at the same place. Like they're always together and they have no separate identities. So I'm thinking one of them can learn how to scuba dive and the other one of them can learn about horse polo so that they have separate passions in order to like separate their creepy twinness. Okay, so I think scuba diving is a great idea because you go down deep and then there's like no sun and you're in a wetsuit, which like covers most of your body, especially like with goggles and the mask. So there's no sparkle sparkle. And they wouldn't have to wait to come up. They could just, you know, pop up and down as they will. Totally. But horse polo, that's a horrible idea for a vampire. Why? Because they could only play at night. No, these people are part of a vampire community. Who are they going to play against? They're like 12 people in this community. Isn't Polo like 6v6? 12 could be the perfect number. It would have to be 6v5 because Alec can't play. Only Jane can play Polo. Exactly. So you're saying that everybody is going to play except Alec who has to go scuba dive. (laughs) Yes. I would say like bowling, which is indoors. Join a bowling league, Alec. Bowling just seems less fun than horse polo. 
this leads to my first piece of advice, which is for vampires who eat people. Okay, great. So vampires who are not living like the Cullens, I would really like to sell you on the idea of the vegetarian diet because, A, it's really disturbing that you eat people. I don't like it. But B, like because you're not desensitized to the smell of human blood and humans, the things that you can do out in the world are so much more limited. Mm -hmm. And because of that, eternity will feel even longer. Like if you didn't eat people, you could go to like a night baseball game or like I don't know. You could do all sorts of things that you can't do because every time you smell humans, you want to eat them. Maybe actually I'm going to amend this a little bit. My advice is for Carlisle. Carlisle, you should become a missionary and you should be trying to convert people to your cause of vegetarianism within the vampire community. And I think that one of your best selling points is I think you should make hunting really fun. Like maybe do like a March Madness with hunting every year where like whoever can kill the most whatever. Make sure that they're all animals that I don't like. So like no killing of elephants or moose, you know. But the second thing is like it's just so much more fun to be able to like do things with humans. Like eternity is not going to be as boring. I mean, Arrow talks about what success Carlisle's had because he looks at Alice's visions and he says, oh, Carlisle looks so hot and healthy. I thought he'd be, you know, anemic on deer blood, but he seems to really be thriving and I'm so happy for him. Yeah, I did think it was sweet how happy he was for him. It was nice, but also he's so scary and I didn't like him at all. I don't like him and his onion skin either. Okay, what second piece of advice do you have? So my second piece of advice is for Felix. Felix is a very large man who looks like Emmett and he loves to fight people. And in his job, he doesn't seem like he's really um, able to fight people because Aro is always telling him, no, no fighting. So my advice to him is quit because this job clearly isn't what he wants from life. And like he's clearly belittled by his boss he's forced to give naked edward his jacket like felix doesn't want to do that he has to call his boss master so bad i think felix could do really well in a different kind of job like what kind of job do you think felix would be good at like high school wrestling coach i mean like honestly he could probably be really good working at like google Like, Silicon Valley people are kind of assholes, and he seems like an asshole, and they don't, like, physically fight, but they, like, fight, and they never see the sun. So true. He could totally be a tech bro. Like, he should be a coder at Facebook. (gasps) And then Felix can hire Bella to be a woman in STEM. Yeah, I would feel bad for Bella, but maybe it would really work out for them. I don't know. Maybe Felix, when he's in a job that he likes, won't be such a grumpy puss. I think that's totally true. Room for growth, Felix. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. 
What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. Okay, so my second piece of advice is to Bella. So Bella's in a really stressful situation, right? She is like... I'm going to get eaten. No, never mind. Jane is going to do like pain, painful things on me. Aro is going to read every thought I've ever had. Like so many stressful things. And so when I'm in a really stressful situation, I dissociate and I imagine that I'm in a totally different situation. And I would like to recommend this, like turn it into a game. Just start making snide jokes the whole time. When Aro is like, let me read your mind, you can be like, but can't you read my body? Right? Like, just like say weird shit back to everyone. I just think that you should try to make miserable things fun. Mm-hmm. Don't you think that would get her murdered? Would it get her murdered? Like the argument isn't that she's likable. The argument is that she's special and she's going to be turned into a vampire. Yeah, it just seems like a pretty sensitive situation in which they're really going back and forth as to whether or not to murder Bella. So I would say I think I would probably stay as silent as possible. I think that Aro would be charmed by it. I mean, he's a wild card. Like if she started super flirting with everybody, it was like, yeah, Jane, hurt me. Come on, that'd be so funny. (laughs) Wow. She should just act like she's turned on by everything. That's so Bella. I actually have one bonus piece of advice today. Okay. Which is for Edward. Edward, get over it. Bella's being turned into a vampire. That's my advice. I know. I know. And it does seem like there's a moment where he's like, yeah, I'd rather Bella die than be a vampire. He's so drama. Yeah. I mean, like, this is a little Twilight Diary-ish, but I don't understand Bella's power because she can't resist Alice's power or Jasper's power, right? Like Jasper can control her moods and Alice can see her future. But then it seems like she can resist everybody else's power. And I'm confused by that. So I have a theory and I'm not sure it's right. I kind of thought it was like she has like mind protection, but not body connection. And like Jasper changes her hormone. It's like not quite. It doesn't quite encapsulate the mind-body connection, but, like, Jasper changes her, like, physical body, but anything that happens with her mind, like, reading her mind or reading her mind um, just in different ways, that isn't accessible. Jane can't make her feel pain. I thought that was, like, a mind pain, you know? Like, like she's not actually injuring Bella. Right. She's not breaking your leg. Yeah, exactly. Okay. And then did it bother you at all that Heidi goes up above ground and it's like, it's fine because she's in tights and a high neck shirt and a long sleeve shirt, but she's like not wearing a face mask. So I don't understand how she doesn't sparkle and how she isn't conspicuous and how she therefore doesn't get murdered because being seen causes murder. Two theories. One is she's wearing like a visor that she takes on and off or like a wide brim hat, you know, deeply in a sun hat. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
And then my other theory is that she's wearing just a beige tan leather face mask that we discussed. The second skin, <laughs> one could say. I mean, this also made me think that maybe she just has a parasol. Oh, that's a quite cute idea. I don't really care for umbrellas, but good for her. Oh, and if you're pretending to be a tour guide, a lot of tour guides sort of have umbrellas to like be like, follow me. Mm-hmm. So she has a really good excuse for it. Oh, my God. I'm so glad I brought this problem to the table because it was bothering me and you have solved it. Thank you. It was a group effort. What do you have for the care package today? I'm going to give Edward and Bella a room key to like the fifth floor of an airport hotel. And I'm giving Alice like the first floor of an airport hotel because I think Edward and Bella need a lot of like private time to like deal with all that's happened in the past whatever months. And based on what I've seen from vampire behavior so far, they think that since Bella's the only one sleeping, they only need one room and one bed and the other people will just like wait in the other area of the suite. And since vampires have such good hearing, like it's clearly not a good situation. And so I want to ensure the privacy of their reunion by giving them separate spaces. That also makes me think that we should upgrade the technology of our discretion tents. They should also be soundproof. Mm, So true. Because then they could save on the hotel rooms and just go into the discretion tent. I think camping sounds like Bella's nightmare, but... No, camping in a hotel room. Just like go into your discretion tent. Like put the tent over the bed. That sounds uncomfortable. You wanted to put it in the middle of the cafeteria. Yeah, I don't go to sleep in a cafeteria. Okay, whatever. I want to get Bella noise-canceling headphones. She didn't have any headphones on the flight, and I think that now she wouldn't have to hear the screams of dying people. Mm -hmm. And I use headphones to walk through the world and not talk to people who I don't want to talk to. I started this when I lived in New York, and I would just wear headphones on the subway even though I wasn't listening to anything just so people wouldn't talk to me. And I just think that headphones are a good thing to literally always have around. So she could, while running away right now, just put them on and not have to hear the horrible sounds of people dying. Yeah. I would love for her to have not heard the horrible sounds of people dying. I didn't even want to read about it. Exactly. Then she wouldn't have been able to describe it and then we wouldn't have to know about it. (laughs) A personal gift. What do you think is going to happen next chapter? I'm super bummed about what I think is going to happen in the next chapter. They're going to go back and we're supposed to feel the sense of resolution because Edward and Bella are back together. But Victoria has not been dealt with. So I think that they're going to go back to Forks and then they're going to have like a second violent climax. Like I feel like we just had this confrontation and that was like sort of the climax. But then we're going to go and like have to deal with Victoria. And I just don't want to do that. Like I already had a mass murder. I don't want Victoria to come. Yeah, I can understand. I, I'm ready for the drama to be over. Right. I want to go back to romance. I want to go back to lunches and cafeterias. Wow. The nostalgia is so real. This has been Twilight and Quarantine, an industrial carpeted version of Hot and Bothered. This episode and all episodes are executive produced by Ariana Nettleman and produced by Ariana Martinez. This show was conceived of as a vampire baby by Julia Argy, and I'm Vanessa Zoltan, and I like creepy twins. We are a production of Not Sorry Productions and are distributed by 8Cast. Talk to you soon. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quinn's. 
Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, everybody. I'm dropping into your feed to let you know that starting June 23rd, you are invited to a class called Discovering Your Own Patron Saints, a guided workshop with Natalie Folkerts. In this six-session class, you will explore beloved characters from literature who have jumped off the page and made their way into the moral fabric of your life. The first week of this class, you're going to explore what we mean by patron saints, and then each subsequent week will be devoted to a different value, wonder, imagination, grief, and courage. If you are seeking spiritual guidance outside of the constraints of formal religion, if you are someone who finishes a novel and feels like you have said goodbye to new friends, then this class is for you. Register before the first class on June 23rd by going to notsorryworks.com. That's N-O-T-S-O-R-R-Y-W-O-R-K-S dot com.